different shapes and all different flavours. Come along with us. Let's make the night. Hello, I'm Tanya. Sarah and I spoke with Lucy and Tony as part of this podcast series, Let's Meet the Neighbours. Lucy and Ante Surjan and their young son Mario arrived in Australia in November 1963 aboard the passenger ship Arcadia. The young family had spent time in Germany in their search for a better life. The household grew to five with the births of Tony and Leo and they set about bringing up their family in a community where kids played in the street and neighbours shared a common language. Lucy and Tony spoke with us in the family home. It's now full of photos and memories, sharing stories and morning tea. Their love of family and community was clear as they generously gave time to us. So sit back with a cuppa and let's meet the neighbours. What brought you to Fremantle? She's got an uncle that lives in San yeah, Francisco did, but, but and two, and two um, aunties. Yeah. But um, yes, so they wanted to move there, but it was like a 10 year waiting list. And the other choice was Canada or Australia. And um, dad, mum reckons dad asked, what's Canada like? And I said, it's cold nine months of the year. It's dark yeah, for six months. And, and then you have, then you have sunlight nice. for six oh. months. And he says, no, <laughs> he doesn't want to go there. And he asked what Australia was like. And they said, it's, it's warm, hot. And so they came here. Peter, Peter said, no, 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 go to Australia, nice, sunny, banana, yeah, I go. Banana. <laughs> they were sold with the bananas because they said there's plenty yeah. of bananas here. They came here and they were supposed to go to Sydney, but they came on the ship uh, yeah. three or four months. Kolikoya bil on abroad, četiri mesec. Ne, no, nije, but we should go to Suez. Yeah. Suez je bilo easy. So it went quick. 21 days. Yeah. Oh, 21 days, yeah. Because uh, I went through the Suez Canal. Yeah. And the first... 21 because we're not Suez. Yeah. And where did you board the and ship? In this, 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 uh, uh, odd dark place that's I bought in it. Bremenhaven, Nemashko. In Germany, Bremenhaven. Yeah. 21 days from there, wow. Yeah, went through the Suez and the first Port of call in Australia was Fremantle. Yeah, Fremantle. You had yeah. enough then? Yeah. Got no, off. My no, husband what, what, yeah. came like. He, 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 he stepped out there. Dad stepped out of the boat and as soon as he seen Fremantle, he, he fell in love and he says, yeah. we're not going any further from here. So yeah, he not going to Sydney Star here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then, then they stayed in and they, um, they had a sponsor they stayed with for a month or so until they found a house and they they rented a house up here at Marty Street, yeah. next yeah. to Christ yeah, the King. They, rent. yeah. they rented a house there for four or five years, yeah. and and Dad got work straight away, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, coming today, tomorrow gone. Yeah, yeah. 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 he started working Start the very next day. After th- him finished mechanical, because yeah. uh, he was a motor mechanic, so yeah. he, he already they they already secured him a job straight away. Oh, okay. He was working. He he started working at Melville Motors yeah. right from day one. Yeah, yeah, and then in about four, four or five years, he saved up enough, bought this block, and built the house here. Yeah, born at yeah. Maxwell <laughs> and Scott Street. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're nineteen, and 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 Rocky next door's seventeen or twenty one. Anyway, yeah, he he's he's um, he built the house about the same time, and there was, and there was a few other houses down there a bit already there. It was only the one at the very end wasn't built, but that top here there was nothing. Nothing. 
Nothing. Nothing. That was that was a bush. There wasn't a school. That was all just flat rocky limestone. Rocky. Rocky. Rocky's the same age as that. Oh, she's now four years old. One time, be Olympic. Oh, he was a rower. He used to do rowing in those the canoes or whatever. He was. He was. He was very athletic. He's a very big man. I don't know. I forget the years. He be winning Olympic. Yeah, but he went. He went and competed in the Olympics in Melbourne. Four boys. Nah, but I don't know. No, I wasn't in Melbourne. This is years ago because she's born in nineteen twenty-eight. So he would have been about twenty or so. When did the school move across the road? I was in grade four when that happened. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but we were, we watched it all build anyway because as kids we were playing on the on there running around. I mean you're not supposed to, but kids you always do. On the building we, side. Yeah, yeah, we used to play hide and seek around there and hide in the storm storm drains and everything they had built. <laughs> did you notice when the neighbourhood started changing, or did it just sort of happen? When we were kids. It stayed like that the whole time. There was oh, um, be together. We, we had oh, yeah. we had um, the Florencas. Uh, they are the house that's next door to Maggie here on Maxwell Street. Um, that was a family of nine kids, four daughters, uh, and and um, five boys. Five, five six boys. boys. Six six boys. Six boys. Yeah. Yeah, ten four kids. Daughters. I had. Yeah, there's six boys, four daughters, six boys. Ten, uh, big yeah. family. And uh, so they were all there, and there was other kids around the street in Maxwell Street, and over here, there was a few few other kids that would be there all the yeah, time. While, together, while, yeah. uh, while, while the Irish family here, that that was uh, an old old woman. Um, uh, we only knew them as Nana and Pop because uh, we only we knew the kids would come in there. The grandkids would come and stay over holidays, so we used to play with them, um, uh, and. Uh, yeah, they were very nice old old man and lady. <laughs> there. Yeah, um, there were all kids, and there was a lot of kids along Hampton Road that we all went to school with. Um, we'd all meet up here or the Oval. It was it was no telephone communication or anything. We just knew always. You now you go there at this time, someone someone, will, someone be will be there, and we'd all meet up down there. Bring your cricket bat. Or, or your soccer ball, footy and everything, and then we just make our own games up. We'd meet, there'd be about 20 of us there. We, we, we always played, played games, um, uh, soccer, football, cricket. Uh, we used to lose a lot of cricket balls over to the um, pizza shop on the corner. <laughs> yeah, so, so, some of the boys were pretty good. They get the timing right and they go right over the corner, over the lights and on the roof for that and the ball's gone. <laughs> What else did you get up to? I remember when I was in grade two, because we had the primary school across the road, we um, snuck out one day, me and my friend. <laughs> we oh, had okay. we had a big idea, yeah. and we snuck out and jumped the fence of the it's deli nice, yeah. and, and stole the uh, empty bottles they had. You know, they had those Coke bottles, Fanta bottles. We'd take them, Coddy's bottles, all those, and then um, we came back and handed them back to him and got the... 10 cents reward for it uh, uh, you know the <laughs> and bought a whole heap of lollies and go back to school <laughs> initially when we were kids hang around time zone <laughs> play play on the machines there it was before time zone um, where metropolis is now in Fremantle. that was an ice rink that was an ice rink we used to hang out in there too 
go and hang out there because they had pinballs at the back and you hang out, and, you know, and like little kids and there would be other young girls going skating there and you just... <laughs> there, or we'd go and hang out, or we'd go ride our bikes and hang out where the girls play netball now over at East Fremantle on High Street. Because um, go there as well because all the girls will be playing netball and you ride your bike with all your other mates. And <laughs> Did you go to the beach much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were always around here. Um, the marina just got built, um, Fremantle Sailing Club, around um, early, uh, late 70s, something around there. Um, that, that, that got built and um, so they had that big groin. We used to go jumping off the groin. Uh, we found a whole heap of different spots where it was open. You could dive off into the, into the water on the other side. You go there or we'd, or we'd go swimming in the um, protected area. It was quite clean then, it was just new. But, um, yeah, always, we were always around South Beach. Even go you know, once the groin got built was also pretty pretty good because then we can go and throw a rod. Yeah. Go and do a bit of fishing off there. Good fishing then? Yeah, yeah, you get little herring and, and sand whiting and that. But, yeah, yeah we, we, we always manage to catch something. There's plenty of herring sort of move around so you just got to bring them in with, with your burley. Do you still go fishing? Yeah, when I get a chance, we had a boat for a while. I bought with three of my, uh, two of my friends. We bought an old cray boat. We've had that for 16 years, and we we go out. We do either river cruises or or go out past Rotto fishing. Did you like sharing your room? It was great. The morning we used to wake up and and play and 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 you have your head under the pillow and you see if you can see each other or if, you know. Yeah. So we used to have a game. I can see you. This, this Mario Mary. Yeah, it's only be this Mario Mary. He said, Mom, Mario's going. I, I go Mario Mary. I tell, all right, you go. Mama must be clean like Mario be here. Uh -huh. Because Mario be always clean, all his bed, everything. We had chores uh, and we had to do vacuuming and that every weekend. And after dinner, we do the dishes yeah <laughs> and did you receive pocket money no 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 pocket no, money no pocket money but no mum and mum uh dad had uh, in 1973 had a had a very bad industrial accident and he had his leg crushed and which ended up nearly they lost couldn't leg. fix it he, ne he nearly lost his leg and they couldn't fix his knee and they ended up fusing his leg straight so they put a steel rod through his femur and straight through the tibia, got rid of the he knee and his leg was, like was stiff and he never worked again. Stiff. So they were on social security and pension right early on um, from when we were still, when I basically started primary school. So there was no pocket money, no. just did everything, helped out. Mm. But I really wanted a bike when I was 12 years old and, and dad made me, he, he dropped off a big pile of sand at the front and I moved all the sand and spread around all the grass everywhere uh, all in a day with a wheelbarrow <laughs> he, he bought me a bike after that but I had to share it with Leo <laughs> how did you meet your husband I married him because he'd be very nice was he oh my god <laughs> he'd be nice he came born in my they, oh, they, the they, they've known each dad's a year older than mum so they've known each other all their lives in the in the village um they come from uh, a little village called Vela Luka, 
in um, on the Adriatic Sea. It's an island called Cordula. Oh yeah. yeah, and there's there's a whole heap of islands right next, and you get to that by a little boat uh, ferry takes you across from Split, um, and then that travels around all those islands, drops people off. There's about six or seven islands there, but they come from that one island of Corcho. It's the birthplace of Marco Polo. Oh, that's yeah. its history. Yeah. Gotcha. In Fremantle, yeah. there's quite a big um, uh, community from that island because uh, there's about seven different villages and so there's quite a lot of people here from all those islands um, there's quite a big community that's why you've got that Spearwood Dalmatnex soccer club which is predominantly all initially it was all those people they they put it all together and that there's a lot of fishermen here the Portuguese Italian and all they all came around the same time yeah, so there was quite a quite a big community I went to grade one and I couldn't speak English <laughs> no, not we spoke fluent, my husband, my fluent Croatian at home, and so uh, never spoke English. And so I went to school. I couldn't speak English. I had to learn. But then by by the time Leo went in, in those two years, I started talking at home, and he picked it up. So he he um he was okay. He could understand. My <laughs> husband, but I couldn't. Coming kids from school, him not speak English, speak Croatian. In Mario, Tony, Leo speak Croatian, read Croatian, everything. And do the next generation children, like your children and his cousins, do they speak only English? I, um, Mario's, some of Mario's, most of Mario's boys all speak very little. They understand it. Understand okay. everything, but uh, yeah. But they because speak very little, mm. but mainly English. But my son, he will understand everything. Everything, yeah. But he, but, but he answers no. everything in English. <laughs> I speak. I, I speak always all Croatian. Yeah. But. But Leo kids. Le, Leo's. Maya, no, uh, Leo, I Leo speak Croatian. They don't, they don't understand the word. Did you learn any German? Ah, this is it. That time, yeah, but dad, dad picked no. up a fair Leo, bit. Leo, Leo, be one, one years of school. Mario, 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 Mario was at school. Um, he, he did one one whole year there, and and he um he learnt yeah, German. By, German. By then, he was speaking pretty pretty fluent at school. Dad learnt German because he was he was working, so he had to learn. But he also knew that knew bits and pieces of it earlier on during all the um wartime and they speak fluent Italian anyway in um, in Croatia uh, because of the close proximity on a real clear day there's a mountain there that you can actually see the Italian coastline so it's not that far wow. over the Adriatic um, so they have a lot of Italian interaction there they can all, speak all fluent the, Italian all the people speak Italian because yeah. of this neighbour the, the first, their first language is Croatian, but then the second one is Italian. They all speak, and they teach it at school. But now, now over there, they're teaching more English. I, uh, I remember my my daddy, my granddad, my dad coming from work and uh, dinner for eat uh, everybody, and uh, granddad speak with my dad Italian. Uh, we kids know that talk uh, 
because there's something doing kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they, knew, they knew they were talking about yeah. something because, serious because, because yeah, they, they were... Never no talk Italian. They, they were talking no, to each other in uh, Italian. <laughs> the guy over here on the corner behind Rocky's house on the corner, he was Portuguese and um, he didn't speak a word of English um, and Dad didn't speak Portuguese mm. but they were able to communicate talking Italian. Italian. They spoke Italian to each <laughs> other and they'd stay there for hours <laughs> and they'd have a full-on conversation and knew what they're talking mm. about, yeah. When were the South Fremantle shops built? They'd been there forever. It was Since, Charlie yeah. Carter's, it was yeah. always there. Charlie Carter's in me first, yeah. They were there, they were, they was there they already. They were there when you came? Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, shopping centre, talk about HP, yeah, like us, they said. Yeah, just like a computer. Oh, yeah. It was, it was like a, um, like a little uh, a warehouse, they used to clean potatoes clean there. Clean potatoes, they used to work here, yeah. this yeah. menu. And then, and then, oh, yeah. and then they... South Village. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. then someone else after brought the, it out and after, they... Yeah. First, after coming... Yeah, shop. When, they, when they stopped that processing of the potatoes there, they ended up turning it into a shopping centre. Lucy, where did you learn English? I not speak very good. But no. she learned, she learned because she, she too was as soon as they came here within a week or so she was working um in the in the kitchens in, in Fremantle there was a restaurant yeah, there. Yeah, I this Mister um, Simpson all the yeah, they started working here, here restaurant. I work work this I know speak English work cleaning everything oh my god everything big dirty I all the kitchen. Uh, she, she started off as a cleaner initially, yeah. Cleaning uh, and, and uh, uh, cleaning because the I know speak English, uh, I, I, I like work. And uh, one day, be English lady, yeah. Sheila, Sheila, yeah. name English, she's gone. She was Cook. this lady, she, she that worked there, um, her name was Sheila. She was the main cook or the chef at the yeah. restaurant, and she just had enough packed up and left, and they were left without a cook. And Nobody I'm wondering, book. yeah, who's going to cook cook tonight's meals at the restaurant? Well, this time she coming said, board, she can cook. board for Europe, board <laughs> coming, plenty people in uh, Fremantle. There's a lot of tourists and that coming off the boat. Yeah, yeah. and uh, poor Mr. I said, no worry, I cook. Yeah, I the, cook. The, the boss was pulling his hair thinking, what's I he going to do cook. now? <laughs> and did you get more money? I stay cook, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> Mario going to school, my husband work, coming at night, uh, picking me up. This is said me, boss, you give husband dinner, you yes. know, go home, you know, cook. Uh, Mario coming, this little bottle of Coca-Cola, yeah. every put uh, give money, give dinner, oh. Where is the high street? Where is the new bank? Commonwealth Bank. This be a restaurant yeah, here. Yeah, right opposite Target oh. building there. Yeah, that building there used to be the restaurant. This shop be. And what sort of food? Uh, more Italian food. Yeah. Italian food. And be nice, but I still be pregnant for oh. him. Yeah, I vomit, I look, I see meat, oh, I vomit, I... <laughs> Did you go back to work later? Every, no. Two kids, 
three, four boys. Uh, three my boys. husband, okay. my husband work every night with this yard. My yard here be two, three car. Uh, uh, after work, after he, he work. always had extra jobs to do at home, and and plenty of times he would he would remove gear because he was a motor mechanic. Remove gearboxes from taxi cars because they would have to go the next day, and he'd bring the gearbox home yeah, and completely. Home rebuild it before he goes to work you do it overnight and then by the time he's rebuilt then he'll go to bed and then go back and and fit it and the car's gone so he, he was getting um he was contracting himself out with the gearbox he was he was making good money he worked he worked a three old car no old accident melbourne motor all take this old car accident yeah, yeah, that, yeah the cars were wrecked he fixed it a three car fixing you one. Yeah, he he he, he bits and pieces out of yeah, all those red cars and that. And yeah. did he receive compensation for his, for his leg? Yeah, he did, but uh, lawyers and everything, he, he got basically nothing. Yeah. yeah. He was lucky. He he worked hard enough earlier on, and he basically paid the house off. But Mario, but Mario was um, at university then. He was he was um, at uni then when Dad had his accident. He started doing the first year at uni, I think, and um, and uh, they still had a few repayments to go. So um, and and Dad wasn't working. He he was injured. So Mario left uni and started working at the wool stores, loading trucks with with wool wool hails and uh, uh, bales, and everything just so they can keep paying off the loan. And then he got a job at the bank. Um, that's that's how he started his career. He's in finance, and he, he's, he got a job at the bank, and he continued on from there. And yeah, for the first few years, I had he continued the repayments and finished off paying off the house, so it's all paid off. So Can you remember what you earned as an apprentice? Yeah, yeah. My, my um, wage was a hundred and hundred and fifteen dollars for a thirty-eight hour week. Hundred fifteen dollars. I was on about. I was on about two and a half or three dollars an hour. And if I worked four hours overtime, I can round that off to one hundred and twenty bucks cash in my hand. <laughs> so, so I'd um. Mum would take a hundred bucks and put it away, and only leave me with twenty. And I had to, I had to pay fuel and use that twenty as well for you know going out with me mates. And so the first year we didn't do much. <laughs> <laughs> we we uh, we just hang around South Beach with all with um there was a whole heap of other kids all the same predicament. We'd we'd hang around at South Beach and we'd all chip in and buy a carton, <laughs> sit on the beach and drink it, and then just sort of drive, yeah. chuck chuck laps, chuck laps around Frio in your cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we do we do that a bit. Um, yeah, we'd... Uh, because you couldn't afford to go to the hotel? No, nah, that's right. It was too expensive. Most of the girls you met were all the other <coughs> girls that would be hanging around down there as well at South Beach um, in their cars and everything. Because and pretty much no one went out too much. It was always too expensive. I started going out when I was in third year, when I was a third year apprentice. Cause, um, so about 20. Yeah. Yeah, started going out more to the clubs and that then. Because um, then my pay was a bit higher and I had 
bit a bit more disposable income. I went and worked at Melbourne Motors uh, as a motor mechanic, and I did that for 17 years. At that time, I'd sold my house and I had money. I didn't have a loan to pay off, and and my wife was working in. Uh, she had a boutique in Fremantle, and and I decided to go and study survey. Oh. Yeah, I went I went full time to TAFE, studied survey, and then got my advanced diploma, and then I started working in the mines as a mine surveyor, and did that for a further eight years. So was that fly in fly out? Sort fly of thing? in fly out. Yeah, I've been doing that now for twelve years. And what sort of a roster do you have? Most of the time, my roster has been eight and six, eight days on, six days off, nine days on, five days off. Um, I've had a couple of jobs which are seven and seven, seven days on, seven days off, but um, that was for the most of the time. But uh, now with the downturn in mining, I've lost, there's not much jobs going for surveyors, um, and I've started driving trucks up there. So I've been doing that for the last four years. And now I do two weeks on and one week off. Not so good. But it's all right. You do a week of days and then you do a week of nights and then you come home. And when you have that shift change in between, it's like breaks up the week. And yeah. how does your wife find it? Yeah, she doesn't mind. She's got, I've been doing it 12 years now. She's got used to it. Initially it was hard because yeah. Aaron was little, but now Aaron is, um, I think Aaron was about... She had a little boutique in the corner, it was called Prima. She had that for about seven years. Did she do well with that? She did alright because she's got a pretty good eye um, for merchandising the stock. And, and you've got to keep that changing every day uh, to, to attract new buyers. And um, So she did that pretty well and made it work. Uh, and then, but it was still very hard work. Retail is really hard. And Fremantle is tough because um, you got all these new shopping centres opening up um, and in the one place you've got thousands of little shops and it's free parking and you, then you walk in, everything's air-conditioned, you know, and so you're, you're, everyone's comfortable. We're in Fremantle, it's all open. There's no air-conditioning where you walk around. There's no free no parking. Free parking. <laughs> um, and, and on top of that, the rent she was paying for is that such a little little space was ridiculous but so she ended up going into wholesaling started wholesaling clothing did, had her own business for another further seven years to other people trying to make a little shop work yeah 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 she'd be selling her clothes to other shops yep um, but that's very competitive with the wholesalers and there what's happened there's a handful of big wholesalers coming in from the east and they've just taken over the market here. Um, the other small wholesalers can't compete. Enos closed, shut the shop down and, and she started, she got a, a job now with um, one, of the, one of the big chains as their manager here. And how did you two meet? Oh, I've known her around Fremantle for years, years. <laughs> it wasn't love at first sight. Oh, I don't know, probably, probably uh, for me, but she wasn't interested for a while. <laughs> you had to persuade her. I, I had to work. I had to work for it. Yeah. 
the, the, yeah, we made it around Fremantle. We all had uh, the same group of friends. Fremantle was very sleepy before America's Cup. No one, no one, it was nothing. And there was a lot of the orange people. Remember at that time, a lot of the orange people running around and, and they built, they, they re repaired or rebuilt that Norfolk Hotel or whatever there. They did a fair bit of stuff around Frio. Um, and it was sort of quite sleepy. People stayed away. Um, it was only after America's Cup that all yeah. the interest started. People started recognising Fremantle, and and, uh, and and there was a lot of people that seen it, and they started getting a lot of interest, and mm -hmm. things started changing. Then you seen a lot of property values started rising, and and um, some some of the uh, older people that were around or still with young families, they saw the opportunity to sell this for this money and just move move a little bit further in you know white gum valley or, or um winterfold anywhere over there because there, there were cheaper blocks started to sell there because there were uh yeah. market gardens and they closed them down and started subdividing and there's there was cheaper blocks that so they thought for the difference in distance don't it, don't the money they get we buy this block for 500 Pound. Yeah. This time. Mm. Yeah, but five hundred pound then. My, but they were earning like. My husband go work for Melbourne Motor. For a week. He'll be good mechanic for eighty pound. Eighty pounds a week, so you know, like yeah. five hundred pounds. Still, you had to you had to save up a bit, but it was, it was a, it was achievable. Yeah. yeah. Was the Sea View your local? And you wouldn't get anyone else there, but just the people in the immediate local uh, proximity of the pub. And um, if you ever did walk in there, they'd just look at you, who's this person? You know? But we, we'd go in there a few times. It was nothing like it is now. They've done it up. Most, all the pubs have been done up then. Um, yeah, so it was just like just a standard bar. And then it had a little sports area on the other side. We had the pool tables and that. And that's about and so it. so even though the Davalac was quite close. That Davalac was close. Uh, that's all been expanded and that, but that was once again very simple. Very local. Yeah, very local. And then you had that other one that's that uh, new market. Yeah. New market over there. Um, that that was a nice pub. All the all the pubs everywhere. Um, uh, what was Rosie O'Grady's? That used to now it's called the Federal again. That used to be the Federal when we knew it. It was just had no restaurant or anything in it. It was just very sleepy. Uh, it used to be good because we, when we were going out, they'd get sometimes bands playing in there, like uh, live bands. So we'd go and watch that there. Same with the um, uh, is it the Newcastle, Newport, Newport. Yeah, that was the Newcastle. Um, there then it wasn't nothing like it is now. They've they've done heaps and Salonica. The did many of the pubs have bands? There were actually a couple of bands that were local to Frio and they used to play at the Beaky, at the Beaky a lot. And when you go there, it would be just everyone you knew was there. And, and yeah, uh, but I can't remember what they're called. Reporters, I think they're called, the reporters. Um, and uh, in um, Frio, yeah, there, were, there weren't too many. Federal would be the only one that would probably have a band. Um, Sal and Anka sort of, after the America's Cup, that, that was one of the first ones to get revamped and start doing all their own brew and stuff like that. They started that trend off pretty quick.
Yeah, but the um, one place we all used to rock out at was Tarantella's down down the end of High Street. That was the best. <laughs> Tarantella's TNTs, you used to call it. That's uh, that was sort of like you go towards the roundhouse, uh, and it was just just before the end. It was there on the right hand side. Was it downstairs? Yeah, yeah. You went downstairs. Now, now it's now they've. Um, uh, sold it, and they've turned that into a uh, three-story uh, townhouse unit. Every night it was open, pretty much. But we used to go Thursday, Friday night, Saturday night, and it'll be open till till the sun comes up. But you, you walk in there, pretty straight. Walk out stumbling, <laughs> with the eyes burning your eyes, with the sun burning your eyes. <laughs> and then we just walk home from Frio. Uh, it was good, good, good time. Good little bit of time to sober up before you, <laughs> before you got home. <laughs> oh, those people that we pass in the street. You see them at the shops and down at the beach. They're all different shapes and all different flavors. Come along with us. Let's meet the neighbors. There's a lady in red walking with her mates. Talking and laughing and they'll never be late There's a mother and baby with a dog on a bike Flying down the road Oh, what a sight The lovely old lady has a vest on the bench Straight across the road on the way to the beach She's always got time for a smile and a chat All the dogs love her Cause she'll give them a pet in the street, you see them at the shops and down at the beach, they're all different shapes and all different flavours, come along with us, let's meet the neighbours, let's meet the